Hey everyone, welcome to Are You Afraid of Ghosts? This is a special mini episode part two of Are You Afraid of Ghosts, where each week I will read true ghost stories, scary stories about haunted houses, paranormal activity, urban legends, and more. Before I begin, I'd like to thank all of my listeners. Seriously, guys, you guys are awesome. Please join in the discussions on our Facebook page at Are You Afraid of Ghosts and our Instagram at Are You Afraid of Ghosts. Our Twitter handle is at Are You Afraid 3. Also, if you like this podcast, please leave reviews on your favorite podcast app. If you're interested in sponsoring this podcast, please let me know. I'd love to chat with you. Sponsoring my podcast will allow me to be able to have exclusive interviews and I can travel to various haunted locations so I can see for myself and report back. Okay, so now onto a topic that I know all of you love, the Ouija board. We had almost a hundred people just listen to that episode this week alone. So this is going to be a little longer than a normal mini episode, but I'm sure you won't be disappointed. Okay, so let's dive right into the stories. Okay, this is called The Tragic Case of Carol Sue Elviker. Oklahoma resident Carol Sue Elviker had no criminal criminal record and no history of mental health problems. But one dark night in February 2001, she killed her son-in-law, Brian Roach. Elviker claims that she had used a Ouija board which she says sent her a message from beyond that her daughter's husband was possessed by an evil spirit and must be murdered. After stabbing him to death in his sleep, Elviker turned on her own blood. She bundled her own daughter and granddaughter into her car in an attempt to kill them all in a crash. Thankfully, no one died, but Elviker suffered two broken ankles, which didn't stop her from stripping naked and running into the woods. She claimed the evil spirit that was in Brian had possessed her instead. She was later ruled to be insane in what quickly became known as the Oklahoma Ouija board murder. This next story is Gary Gilmore was sentenced to death after he confessed to the murder of two men in Utah in 1977. His excuse was more unique than most. He claims his mother, Bessie, made contact one night with a demon via a Ouija board, which had cursed his entire family with misfortune. Gary's aunt was seriously paralyzed. Another aunt was killed. Bessie's mother-in-law, Faye, held a seance to get to the bottom of the supernatural shenanigans and wound up half crazy. Bessie claimed that later that same night, she woke up with an otherworldly thing beside her in bed, at which point Faye entered the room and screamed, it knows who you are. Gary's nightmares started at a young age and he he levels all of his murderous behavior at the family demon. He was executed by firing squad in 1977. This is called Driven to Kill Daddy. Toying with Ouija boards is not a modern phenomenon. Invented in 1890, curious players have been attempting to contact the beyond for over a hundred years. 
1933, Dorothea Turley and her 15-year-old daughter Maddie took aboard for a spin. A spirit dutifully uh, contacted them and told them via the board to kill Dorothea's husband, Ernest. However, it wasn't enough that Ernest had to die. It had to be Maddie that killed her father. Telling her that the board cannot be denied, Dorothea ordered her daughter to shoot her father with a shotgun. He died in the hospital from his wounds. Maddie was sent to reform school until she was 18, but there are no records of her after that. The Turley case became known as the first ever murder by Ouija board. The next one is called Doll, D-O-L-L. All Ouija board stories start with a goof, then quickly become horribly, deadly serious. On a Reddit thread asking for scary paranormal encounters, user Jake Nichols recounted how he, his cousin, and their family were using a Ouija board at home. Before they started, they removed a large, creepy porcelain doll from the same basement and took it to another room, placing it face down. Then the board listed a string of numbers that Jake recognizes as security numbers. So just recapping from mini episode one in case you missed that story. And no one else would know his social security number. So obviously that was creepy. The spirit was then asked to prove itself and the board spelled out doll, D-O-L-L. Suitably freaked, Jake and his friends rushed next next door only to see the doll standing up right in the middle of the room. Naturally, they burned the Ouija board and hopefully the doll too. The next story is called The Durham Dog Murder. Don't worry, guys. These are not all murder stories, but I found this really interesting that people are blaming the Ouija board. It's crazy. The Durham dog murder. County Durham resident Paul Carroll thought nothing of using a Ouija board on Christmas Eve in 2014, using it to try to contact the dead, and it worked. Carroll says an evil spirit subsequently entered the family dog Molly, so he drowned it, chopped it up, and dumped it on the train, on the drain, in the drain. Carroll, who has learning difficulties, was discovered and was eventually arrested charged and given a suspended sentence. But the story doesn't end there. Just one week after Paul's guilty plea, his wife Margaret and her daughter Katrina used the same Ouija board. This time, the board told them that they were going to die. The following day, both mother and daughter took an overdose of prescription drugs and set their house on fire. Surviving the blaze, Margaret and Katrina were jailed for four years each for arson, despite their claims that the Ouija board made them do it. That's a heavy one. Okay. The next story is a documented case of possession triggered by using a Ouija board was seen on Sky Living Sunday, May 3rd and 10th, 2015 at 9 p.m. BST. The Enfield Haunting. An article about it was written by Michael Helicar. He visited this house in North London from 1977 over two years and witnessed supernatural events that culminated in one girl being possessed. 30 other people, including police officers, also witnessed many of the 1500 events. Janet Hodgson Hodgson, and her sister Margaret, 12, played with a Ouija board and then events started happening in their house. Later, Janet began to lapse into violent trances, swearing and hurling insults in disembodied voices, quite unlike her own. 
The voice would claim to be different people, using different voices. One night, this message was tape recorded. A voice said loudly and clearly, I am Bill. Just before I died, I went blind, and then I had a hemorrhage, and I fell asleep and died in the chair in the corner downstairs. No neighbors could confirm any of that, but when the tape was played on the radio, a man got in touch to say he recognized his father's voice. His name was Bill Wilkins and confirmed his father having lived at that house many years earlier, before Janet was born, and he had died exactly as the tape stated. Psychic investigators tested Janet for the voices coming out of her mouth. Her mouth was filled with water, then taped shut, yet the voices still came out, and afterwards the water was still in her mouth. A huge money reward was offered to anyone able to replicate this, but nobody took up the challenge. Well, the TV drama has ramped up the effects and added some things that didn't happen, but Guy Playfair says, I was there and you weren't. I investigated everything firsthand and you didn't. I know what I saw and heard. That spirit force also oppressed the people in that house. One per only one person became possessed, but you don't want to be <laughs> become any either oppressed or possessed by spirit forces. Really, you don't. The next one's called the handprint handprint horror. These these are pretty short guys, but they're interesting. When I was a kid, I played with a Ouija board with my friends. Everyone except me believed in spirits, so I kept asking the board to do more physical things, like tap my shoulder. The piece never moved, but suddenly my back started to sting. There were three handprints on my back, and they were red and puffy like I'd been slapped. I refused to touch a board again. This next one's called The Scary Shadows. My brother's friend played with one at his house and all hell broke loose. Their family would see pennies and marbles being thrown down the hallway. One day, his mom was doing yard work and saw a dog, and when she called the dog, she said that it suddenly had an old man's face. Things got so awful, they had to call a priest to do an emergency exorcism. To this day, they still see black shadow figures follow them. The Worrying Whisper I got my board after months of harmless paranormal activity in my house. When I contacted something, the planchet started doing figure eights across the board, which is a huge no-no. That means something demonic was present. I didn't touch it for months. When I tried again, I asked where the spirit was in the room. My vision was spotty. I saw a vivid image of my head jerking back and the words, with you, were whispered into my ear by something I couldn't see. I sold the board. The Bizarre Blackout When I was 15, my grandma asked me to use a board to contact my uncle who died at birth. At first it seemed like we were talking to my uncle, but as the time went on, the personality of my uncle changed. He got mean and possessive, and finally the spirit told me that it had my, un my uncle and was coming for me. I, I blacked out for a full minute. When I came to, the light bulbs in the kitchen had popped and there, were glass, there was glass everywhere. We never played again. The Crayon Catastrophe One summer, my friends and I met the spirit of a boy named Jake through my board, and my friends kept antagonizing him to prove he was real. 
We were in the basement when the board said to go to my room. There we found crowns had been knocked over onto my floor and a notebook on my bed opened up with the name Jake scrawled out in big letters. All of us had been together in the basement the entire time and no one else was home. Our friend said we needed to break the board into pieces and stop the evil. So we did. The Old Pal When my son was in fourth grade, he came home from school saying he played with a Ouija board at recess and that he and his friends talked to a 13-year-old boy who was alive during the Civil War. I didn't make a big deal out of it until a few days later when they played again and said the spirit was telling my son and his friends that they should join him and they could all be friends. I had to be the mean mom and call the school to put a stop to it. The Megaplex Mystery I worked at a haunted movie theater. Ooh, I would love to work at a haunted movie theater. Side note. And my co-workers and I thought it would be fun to use a board in the building. We went to one booth where most of the activity had been happening, and a bunch of different spirits kept interrupting one another. The board gave us nine different names. One more malicious spirit called itself R.D. and kept telling us to go away, moving around in figure eights, for a few minutes before one of the candles tipped over. Weird things kept happening at the theater until the day I quit. The Mommy Moment Years ago, my mom and her friends were playing, and the board spelled out pregnant. They were all shaking as it proceeded to spell out my mom's name, and that's how she found out she was pregnant with me, through a damn Ouija board. <laughs> that's funny. The Dad from Beyond I was playing the Ouija board with some friends, and one of, his, one of us had lost her dad in a trucking accident a few years before. We started asking the board questions. And it kept spelling out bridge and water. This is how her dad passed away. We were all skeptical until a hoodie that was hanging over the back of a chair flew across the room like it had been picked up and tossed. We all scrambled and that was the last time I, went, I ever went near one. The Halloween Happening I was playing with my little brother on Halloween night when we were about 9 and 12. The board ended up spelling out a man's name and then my mother's. I asked my mom about it, and her face went pale. She wouldn't tell me who the guy was. That's creepy. The Soulmate Secret When I was 13, my friends and I decided to play with a board. Of course, as a boy-crazy teen, I asked who I was going to marry, and it told me WTC3. I didn't think anything about it until years later, when I met the man who is now my husband. His initials are WTC. And he is the third. No one ever believes me when I tell them, but it's true. The Spooky Seance A friend and I met a woman through the board, through my board, who said she was 40 before she died and was born in 91 BC. She spoke a dead language, so we just asked yes or no questions. She said her mother poisoned her and she never knew why. We asked if this is what she wanted to tell us, she said yes. It was pretty scary because it was like it came out of Supernatural or something. The Fear of God When my friends and I played, my question for the spirits was a bit more scary than everyone else's. I asked if God existed, but instead of God, I used God's name, Jehovah. Once I asked the question, the planchet, planchet flew out of the open window. I swear... 
I never touched one again. Later, when I was reading the Bible, it says that the demons shake in fear when you mention God's name because they know of his power. The Camera Catastrophe My husband and I were in the Navy together in 2011. There were security cameras in every corner of our building, with one computer holding all the footage. One night, we sat down right in front of the view of a camera to play with a board. After 30 minutes and getting a few questions answered, we went to see if there was an activity happening around us on the cameras. The footage showed us sitting down with the board, and then the 30 minutes of use were completely gone. The next image was us removing our hands from the planchet and getting up to leave. No other camera in the building had lost any footage for that time period. The Tearful Trip In high school, my best friend and I bought a Ouija board and got into her car to go to a park to play with it. After a few minutes, the feeling of absolute dread came over me. It felt like something, someone I love had just died. I felt nauseous and had a heavy heart. It was so sudden that it started, startled me because I'd just been so pumped. I suddenly couldn't stop bawling, so I turned to my friend and she was crying too. Without even speaking, we were experiencing the same exact thing. We turned the car around, and as soon as we did, the feeling stopped. It took us years to finally touch the board again, and that was to throw it out. The Quick Greeting My great-uncle had passed away, and I didn't make it to the funeral because of a school commitment. I never mentioned his death to my friends, because he was 98, and we were never that close. About a week later, my friends and I started talking to the board, and one friend asked if it knew anyone in the room. It spelled my name. They asked how old it was, and it said 98. Then they asked its name, and it spelled out Oliver, his name. I started to cry. The board then spelled out missed you, then went straight to goodbye. I haven't touched one since. And last but not least, the rotary phone phantom. My dad bought an old house when I was in high school, so of course I had to try a Ouija board. My friend and I played in a room upstairs, and the rotary phone started to click, like the receiver was being tampered with. Weeks later, I was home alone watching TV downstairs when I heard the phone clicking upstairs again. We had another phone in the living room with a red light that would come on if the line was being used, and every time it clicked upstairs, the light came on beside me. Later that night, as I tried to sleep, I felt hands on my shoulder start to rock me back and forth. I assumed I was dreaming, but then I heard humming. It was terrifying. We moved out of that house, but I still have nightmares. Hopefully I didn't scare you too much. Good night, and thanks for listening.